it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. DMVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio A where the A stands for abysmal. Mm. Oh. Just week in and week out, it yeah. seems like that's yep. it. Have we done that one yet? Uh, probably. Probably. Yesterday? I would think so. Yeah, probably I yesterday. It was, yesterday. It, it, it was yesterday. It was in. Uh, it was in it the was, thumbnail. It was abysmal offense. That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because remember, I googled abysmal is like abyss. So it's oh, like you're like in the abyss. We, oh gosh, we're that's where abysmal in comes that. from. Yeah, it's definitely an abyss. We could go with abject failure. And keep going. Uh, absolutely disgusting. Atrocious. I don't know if we need to face all of them. Well, we're just <laughs> we're gonna we're, be we're, we're a brainstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Later okay. In the and season. then you just rotate. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, well, I guess I'll start with this. I'm not fully done, so I can't. Um, yep. I can't f- completely answer this because usually we we would go later in the day. Um, but I think I know where uh, what my answer is. Henry, after rewatching the game, do you feel better or worse? I think worse. Again, I'm still in the second quarter too. But yep. like, it's. I mean. It's it's all over. Like during the game, at least it was fun, you know. Like you're like, okay, here it comes. They they still have a chance. They're still right, right there. Right. There was like, always hope. Yes. When you go back and watch, you you know what's happening. You know they're not figuring anything out. You watch them make the same mistakes over and over again, and you're not thinking, like, ah, at least the defense is keeping you a minute. It just it's just painful. Oh, yeah, I feel. I felt horrible yesterday, and I feel worse. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel worse as well. And one thing that we didn't talk about, which is just an extra kicker to all of it, mm-hmm. the Broncos got a 10 nothing lead on a team that is built to not come back. <laughs> yep. And then that team went on a 17-point unanswered mm-hmm. run to end the game. That is just, I mean, if you're ever going to get a lead and not blow it, it's against that team. Yeah. I mean, if you get a lead against the Raiders, it's like, okay, well, they have like weapons where they can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. Not against the t- – especially, mm-hmm. it's not like Derrick Henry then started playing well. No, he was shut down the whole game. Yep, and when I was watching it, I felt like there were two opportunities to kind of just not necessarily end it, but keep that sort of control where you're making them throw the ball. The first was at the end of the first half when yep. they gave that ball up, and you were thinking like, okay – it could be 10-0 going to the second half. You know it's going to take them a couple possessions. You get the ball. You get the ball, too. Just just make sure you have that couple possession lead, and the defense is going to be okay. They give up that touchdown. After that, though, you think the same thing. It's like, okay, you get the ball after halftime. You make this a two-score lead again, and all of a sudden you're forcing them to throw the ball, which turned out to be what worked better for them than running the ball, yep. which is strange. But but then they failed those two back-to-back sequences. with the Was it three and out after halftime? I don't think so. There's a weirdly small number of three and outs yesterday considering the nine punts. But yeah. and those are the two opportunities to kind of keep control of that game, and they didn't do it. And this is a great opportunity for me to tell you guys we were presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Wow. Uh, use the code DNVR and you sign up <laughs> over at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
bet five on any NBA money line, get $200 in free bets. Uh, remember how yesterday I said I was having a rough start to the day? Yep. Had an incredible finish hey, to the day. Hey, there wow. you go. <laughs> Capitalize on a Chargers oh. loss, I'd imagine? Um, actually, no. I was I was too focused on the Nuggets game. Yep. Um, so I hit Packers plus 1,200 when they were down 14 Ooh. late in the third quarter. <laughs> Uh, and then, and that was basically the big boost. And then I went yep. three for three on the Nuggets game. Nuggets money line, Jokic assists, MPJ threes. Dang, wow. there Jokic you go. Jokic assists hit in the first half. It did. Yeah, he got nine in the first half. <laughs> he had 12 or no, in the first 12 half. in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, Man, how good is that going but, into a second half and you already hit it? Yeah, it was great. Oh. And MPJ had two threes in the first quarter. He only needed one more the rest of the game. Dang. I'm trying to, Anyways. I'm hoping Wednesday I get to go to that Nuggets game. There's nothing better than having like a same game parlay where you're sitting there. It's like, oh, I need three bones threes, and he hits them all in the first quarter. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. shit, I'm yeah. Yeah. four for six already. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, get over to DraftKings. Shout out to them for sponsoring this show. You know what really set in for me over the last, whatever it's been, 12 hours? or Sadness? How bad this offense is? Yes, <laughs> but not just how bad it is. We are currently witnessing... The worst offense in Broncos history. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what I was saying yeah. last night is Rock Osweiler, Drew Locke, Paxton Lynch led offenses that scored, you know, 18-ish points a game. All of those guys were right around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, Marlon Briscoe, Frank Trapuca. Yeah. Like, we're talking 1966 is the last time a Broncos offense got off to this bad of a start. That They weren't even playing real football back then. Yep. So... That is what has hit me, is you have to account for offensive inflation, which is at an all-time high. Actually, not an all-time high. It's come back a little bit this year. It's still up, though. But it's up insanely from 1966. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like the inflation between then and now is insane. Mm-hmm. Basically double. <laughs> yeah. And this is the worst Broncos offense ever, ever in history, Yeah, no matter what you look at. And we have uh, Jordan in the comment section throwing out Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow. Throw any name you want out. It's it's worse than those. Yeah, Bubby Brister. Yeah, and mm-hmm. anything. J- just keep them mm. rolling. And what is just the, I mean, not even, not even salt on the wound. What's even more intense than salt on the wound? Um, acid on the wound. Acid on wow. the wound is uh, that would probably no. Okay, never mind. Uh, th- that that <laughs> the, the the thing that's that's acid on the wound is you have an offensive head coach because it was supposed to be designed. Okay, let's make the defense worse to make the offense better this year. And you have Russell Wilson. It was not yep. supposed to be like this. Like it would still be disgusting if this was last year with a defensive-minded head coach and a second-round pick and, and and Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. That would still be gross. But now it's supposed to be good. It wouldn't even be gross because last year they averaged 19 points per game. And if they scored exactly 18 points per game, I tweeted this out, yep. in every game, 18 in regulation, they're 8-1 right now. Yep. Insane. Abs- absolutely insane. And there's only a couple of teams that are averaging under 18 points per yeah. game. So that just shows that the defense, as we have saw, uh, they have the number one scoring defense, worst uh, offensive uh, scoring team in the NFL. That's the first time since, what, 1946 when there were 10 teams playing in the NFL. That's the last time that that has happened. Just shows you how bad it is. I and- just looked up the like all the Broncos seasons. So, in 1966, they scored 14 points per game exactly. I think that's the only team that they're in front of. And uh, I'm just wondering, can you guess who the coach of that team was? There were two, because one got fired. 
No. No. One <laughs> one's last name was Speedy. He was uh he was fired and Malavasi took over. Mm. The quarterbacks the the leading passer, his name was Chaboyan. Uh the running back was Hayes, receiver was Denson. I've never heard of any of these guys. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. What was Hayes? Let's What's see. I'll click name? on profile. Wendell Hayes. Nope. Never heard no. of him. Wendell. No. <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> I did. 1966, yeah. I've never heard of any of these guys. Yeah, it's bad. It's... 14, exactly. They're, what, 14.2 right now? 14.6. Okay. 14.6. Uh, but if, if you take out the safety, it's probably like 14.5, <laughs> 14.4. But 14 points per game in 1966 is legitimately like... At least twenty-one points per game now, probably oh, more. Yeah. yeah, and and that when you so you took the historical route. The route that I took this morning was looking at just compared to the rest of the NFL. The average mm. is twenty-one point nine points per game being mm. scored right now. The Broncos are over a touchdown under that. <laughs> Typically, you're talking about like you know if you're a field goal below that, well, that's going to cost you a couple of wins. That's brutal. You can't be at 18 points per game. That's why the Broncos made so many moves over the past few years is because they were right around 18, 19, 20 points per game, and it just wasn't good enough. <laughs> no, the Broncos are a full touchdown yeah. worse than that. And to to th- this is hard to kind of put in perspective, but the second worst team is a full point better than the Broncos. Typically, you have teams that are like 0.2 points away. And in fact, that, that next worst group, there's a bunch of teams within uh, you know, uh, a, a couple tenths of a point of each other. Not the Broncos. They're a full point below. And, and just to um, further dive into that point, I made about 18 points, scoring 18 points per game. I did an experiment just to see what the rest of the AFC West would be if they scored 18 points a game because I just wanted to make sure like, this isn't a yeah. skewed stat. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, if they were scoring exactly 18 points in every game, 0-9. Oh mm. uh, the Chiefs, if they were scoring exactly 18 points in every game, 3-6. and six. The Chargers, 2-7. and seven. Yep. So it's not like this is a skewed thing where, like, oh, it's scoring's down, mm-hmm. 18 points is actually the new magic number. No. The Broncos' defense is honestly historically good in terms of Denver Broncos' defenses. Mm-hmm. and the offense is not just historically bad. It's the worst offense ever in Broncos history, and it's unfathomable, and I think the more that I think about it and the more that I try to point to whose fault this is, it has to be coaching. It just has to be mm. because the, the, the personnel from last year didn't change that much, and in fact, you should be able to say the personnel got better. Now, we clearly haven't seen it with Russell Wilson, but... For this team to be the worst offense in Broncos history, it has to be on coaching because Russell Wilson is still the winningest quarterback through the first 10 seasons of any quarterback in NFL history. He's not this bad. He might be bad. And, you know, we'll see if they can reclaim him. But he's not that bad. He's not bad enough to make them take a, a, a gigantic step backwards from Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. You better hope, Ryan. And the reason I say that is because who was Geno Smith in this offseason? Like, what, what do people view him as? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been a, a backup, backup, right? Yeah, yeah he, he's been a backup. Now Pete Carroll, as much as we've dunked on him, and I think we were right for doing so in, in the moment, mm-hmm. he's looking like a genius now because he took a backup in Geno Smith and he's a top-five quarterback in the NFL right now. Just mm-hmm. statistically, that's the way he's playing well, Russell Wilson was kind of borderline top five quarterback in the NFL, and now he looks like a backup. And in fact, if you look at all the stats, uh, I think the only st- category where Russell Wilson is not in the bottom third is passing yards. 
Everything else, he is near backup. His completion percentage, 57.4% completion. You know where that ranks in the NFL? 32 starting quarterbacks. 31. 34. 34 backup status right there. Passing touchdowns, he's bottom five. Interceptions, I guess that that's where he also isn't in the bottom third. He's uh he's top ten with only five passing yards per game, which doesn't mean much. He's uh twelfth. And then passer rating, he's fourth right behind Davis. Mills in passer rating. QBR, he is third worst in sacks. He has the third most. So, Ryan, I say all of that to say I hope you're I hope you're right. I so hope you're right. No, obviously, coaching is is a huge factor into this, but I hope it's 90% coaching, 10% Russ and offensive line, everything like that, mm-hmm. because I do think that there is a world where it's not that. And that's yep. the worst place to be. Yeah. There is a world for sure, but I just the more I look at it, I mean, you you just illustrated the point though. If he was good with Pete Carroll and bad with Nathaniel Hackett, that's coaching, right? That's the thing that changed. Or Pete Carroll is that good of a coach because then mm-hmm. you can do it with with Russ and Hackett, but then you can also do it with Pete uh, and, and Gino too. For sure, for sure, um, and and it's on, it would be on the Broncos to bring in a comparable coach um, to you know elevate the play of Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and. Maybe it is Sean Payton. Maybe you have to lure him and, you know, you make that trade. Um, it's obviously worth it if that was going to reclaim Russ. Yeah. If it was, though. Like, like there's a chance it doesn't. For sure. And, you know, then George Payton's getting fired. But he's going to end up probably getting fired over Russell Wilson being bad anyway at, at a certain point. Yeah. Yep. And we'll, Unless we'll, he fixes him. And that's a conversation that we need to have maybe mm-hmm. at some point this week is just – do we need to keep going up the ladder? Because we've, we've had the debate, is it Russ? Is it coaching? We're having that right now. Oh, go up even one more. Is it yep. George Payton? And, and that's a conversation that the Waltons have to be having right now, too. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean is, even if it's not this year, yeah. if Russell Wilson doesn't yeah. get better, the Broncos are only going to keep losing. Yes. Yep. And eventually, everyone's getting fired. Of course. Yep. yep. So it's a, it's a crazy place to be. Uh, and I guess that leads us decently into our next conversation should we do that now yeah let's have that conversation but first i got to tell you about our friends over (laughs) at game time because over at game time i bet you can find pretty cheap tickets to this broncos game coming up against the raiders with the broncos going not doing well those tickets on game time just keep dropping they've got flash sales going on as well and i think this is like the outside of the chiefs at home on Sunday night mm-hmm. football. I think this is the most intriguing game left on the schedule because it's the Raiders. That's always a fun game to be at. Uh, both teams, it's the fight to be who's worst in the division. And also, <laughs> we'll talk about this. I guarantee it this week. This could be the last game for either Nathaniel Hackett or Josh McDaniels coaching their team. So you got the Josh McDaniels factor in there too. Wow. That would be incredible that, that would be something else i hope it doesn't happen for nathaniel 18, Hackett's sake, 18 but, um no it'd have to be like nine nine <laughs> wow. for, for, for this team so check out the link in our description if you're watching on youtube we've got that game time link right at the top if you're watching on podcast we've got that game uh game time link right at the top as well so make sure to click that check it out because if you want to go to a broncos game let's say you don't get too many this is a great time to go if you don't mm-hmm. want to spend a lot of money well let me say this wait just wait mm-hmm. and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait because the tickets aren't as cheap as I expected them to be right now, mm-hmm. but no one's buying these. Yep. Um, so wait, come to the tailgate, buy your tailgate tickets, mm-hmm. um, because those will sell out, and then just come hang out at the tailgate until 
15 minutes before the yep. game, then hop on there. You'll get in for 75 bucks. And this will be a fun one. Like, it's the Raiders. Yes. Like, the, the Broncos have hit the point where they're there's, playing, like, college no football now, where it's like, there's, it's like, the games don't really matter. Like, if you watch a college football game right now, there's, like, eight teams where it's like, yeah, this one actually matters. Like, it could decide something. Right, right, right. So it's just like, ah, oh, what's what's on the line? Oh, there's a chance to upset whoever, there's whatever. This is a rivalry game, which is, like, the last fun thing that the Broncos have this season, so it should be a good time. All right. Um, speaking of good times, how about us? Speaking of yeah. good times, come down, check us out. Um, we have a sick members-only event going on this Thursday yes. at the DNVR bar. We have teamed up with Lacroix Hockey. That is Eric Lacroix, son of former Avs GM Pierre Lacroix, legend. Um, and we are doing a fundraiser for his awesome foundation that he has uh, founded. Founded a foundation. Um, and... <laughs> That's all cool and good. What's even cooler is that Milan Hayduke, Adam Foote, some other former ads are going to be hanging out here. I'll be so, here too. Eric, oh, yeah, Henry Chisholm. Wow, <laughs> yep. Wait, so how, how do you yeah. say how do you say it uh, in a Canadian way? Henri Chisholm. Henri oh, Chisholm. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. He he'll be here. Um, we'll all, we're all going to like watch an ads game with Milan Hayduke, Adam Foote, Michelle Goulet. Like, yeah, it's too cool. Me. Henry, Henry Chisholm. <laughs> uh, so that should be awesome. Come hang out with us then or come hang out with us any other time. But remember, you got to be a, a member to get in on that. And you can go through our mm -hmm. website, make sure you're logged in and you can find the tickets, uh, which are very cheap uh, to come to that event. They are. But it I'm is raising funds for uh, a good good cause. They're also yep. going to be like silent auction, which is always fun. So there you go. And uh, drink some liquid death. Mm. It's, uh, it's important this time of year to make sure you're drinking enough water. Um, just because of the way it is outside, but uh, it's it's the best water that you can find anywhere. They have the sparkling water. They have all the different flavors. They also just have the normal water that comes in a can. And I've said this before, but I think it was the last tailgate I was at. Like I took a drink of the water. I was like, wow, I could just drink this all day. And it's like, yeah, it's water. Like you yeah. should drink it all day, but it just tastes mm. that good where you enjoy taking it. A, a weird a weird concept that I never thought would happen. It's just the water was so good. Um, liquid death it'll murder your thirst they've got the death themed uh, flavors awesome stuff uh, what so, a selling point <laughs> yeah I know it's death like, themed flavors know. What's they, they're good ones it's like the severed lime yeah. whatever yeah severed lime all sorts of good stuff go get liquid death at your local Safeway 7-Eleven King Supers Stinkers or Alta or find a uh, Alta I was thinking Ulta Ulta is that the Ulta, yeah, that's the that's women's beauty makeup store. I, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got those confused for a second. I was like, wait, what? Um, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash DMVR. That's liquiddeath.com slash DMVR. Epic comment from Shima86 who says, Raiders fan here. I hope we lose so we can fire this <laughs> Joe McDaniels. I mean, someone someone in the comments earlier said, uh, is it worse to be a Broncos fan or a Raiders fan right now? It has to be the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like dunked on the Raiders last night, and a bunch of people are like, "We don't have any room." I'm like, "I don't care. I'm going to." Yeah. At least the Broncos had the benefit of mystery on their side when they hired Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> yeah. The Raiders hired someone who we already knew sucked. Well, it's yep. not like you're dunking on the Chiefs right now, because then you really would have no ground to stand on. You're dunking on a team that is worse than the Broncos right yep. now. Yeah, I don't even need ground to stand on. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I'll say about the Raiders is that things could turn around a lot faster for them than the Broncos. Like, the Broncos, like, the uh. hole they're in, it feels like, you know, it's Russell Wilson. Like they also don't have Darren Waller, years. Hunter Renfro. 
For now. But I mean, it's not turning around this season. Yeah. But like mm. next year, it could just Ooh, that's a, that's turn a good around. conversation. I did have yeah. some Raiders fan respond to my viral tweet saying like, yeah, well, if the Raiders only allowed 18 points, they would be 8-1. and one. And I'm like... <laughs> That would make them like a top five defense in the NFL. <laughs> right, this, the right, Broncos right, would right. still be a bottom five offense in the NFL right, at 18 right, points right, per right, game. Right. Yes. You're not asking for anything crazy, whereas <laughs> the Raiders fan is asking for something crazy. You're literally They're... asking the Broncos to have a shitty offense rather than a historically awful right, offense. Right, right, right. There are By teams the way, out there that have scored 18 in every game, too. There are, there are at least a couple. What do you mean? Oh, like more than 18. No, like they've put up 18 in every single game. Like the Eagles 18 have. 18 or more. In every game, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah not yeah, at 18 yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the Eagles have, the Ravens have. There's a few yeah. who have yeah. just like I mean, that's every an easy, single game. That's an easy bar to get to. Okay, so what is the bar that Nathaniel Hackett needs to get to to be coaching next year? And really quick, though. Yes, please. We got some news coming in right oh, now no. bad from news or good Ian Rappaport. It is... Good news. I knew it. Oh. I could tell from your cadence. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ian Rappaport said, following his MRI, Broncos get good news on wide receiver Jerry Judy. It's a mild ankle injury. Sources say his status for this week has not yet been determined, but they received promising results. Good. Did, uh, that's as good as it could be. Did yeah. Rapp confirm that with Dr. David Chow? Uh, uh. You know, I don't think he did. He actually <laughs> went to the MRI <laughs> to confirm uh, okay, that, not right. just uh, the video. All right. Uh, well, great news. Um, so what's the timetable? Potentially this week. He's back this week. Wow. Wow. I know it comes to your head yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's like... He it's won't a, be at practice on Wednesday, I bet, though. Won't be? I, my guess is he won't be at practice. <laughs> I yeah, bet you he yeah. is. <laughs> it's a... I don't know why they had to throw mild in there, because that is what makes it look bad. It's, yep. it's a weird thing, though, where it's like... It's whatever they say, a strained muscle or something in the yeah. back of his ankle. <clears throat> yeah. It's probably like, something you haven't felt before. Exactly. And it's right next to your Achilles. Yep. And so I understand how that could be terrifying, especially if it really hurts. Also, like spraining your ankle hurts a lot. It does. Like yeah. I remember the first time I got like a severe ankle sprain. I legit, I thought I broke my leg. Like yeah. I thought I broke my ankle. No, there was one bad one I had in college. I had friends who lived up the hill from us, and uh, there was one night late where I was <laughs> running down the hill and uh, just fell off the sidewalk, and all of a sudden, just like a big balloon on my ankle. Yeah, Boy, did that feel dumb. If you were an athlete, you, they would say that like it was a freak injury. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I was uh, I was just like walking down the stairs, and all of a sudden, the cat ran under my leg or something. Right. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. yep. We, we've heard, yeah, we've heard some yep. of those before. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, it was Brian Greasy or Jake Plummer who got ran. I think it was Greasy who was got greasy. ran over by his dog. He said, I was going up the stairs. My dog was running down the stairs. <laughs> Clip my leg. Also, anyone who's ever had a dog knows the dog never goes the opposite way of you. Down, <laughs> on the stairs. Right, right, they always right. are following They're following. You. Always. Yep, yep, always. you're right. Ooh, <laughs> Tebow, though, so big, she, she sometimes couldn't stop. So if you stopped on the stairs, she had, and she committed to going down. There were a couple of close calls You're there. Just buckle. I mean, and, and last week we had very on, uh, a very honest player come out and say that he actually got hurt on an ATV accident in Mexico. It's like, wow, you took the honest approach. That's Terrible impressive. idea. Just lie. Just lie. Um, okay. One more quick injury news. Yes, please. Uh, I guess it's not really news. Russell Wilson posted, uh, I'm going to miss you, to Billy Turner on his Instagram today. Yeah. Really seems like that's a significant injury. Season ending, potentially, but it that seems like he's going to be out for quite some time. And I will when say. When you see the injury. Nice scoop from Broncos insider Russell Wilson. Yeah, seriously. Yes, yes. <laughs> At the same time, though, you know, with how badly that offensive line is playing and how terrified Russell was every time he got the ball, he could really miss him just for one week, or like for one quarter. 
He could be that upset that, that he's going to miss Billy Turner. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I see where you're <laughs> coming. One-year deal for Billy? One-year deal for Billy. But nice also, th- this is just, yeah. this is just the, the facts. Billy Turner, he takes a while to come back for, from an injury. We, yeah. we saw that he this sure offseason. So um, I would expect that Russ is pointing to a long-term injury. Yep, and that'll be the end of Billy Turner as a Bronco. And that sucks for the future of what we're about to talk about with Nathaniel Hackett, just not having Billy Turner the rest of the season, potentially. Yeah, unless, I mean, I guess the Broncos could talk them in, themselves into, okay, well, we can get him even cheaper on a one-year deal next year. If Nathaniel Hackett's back, maybe. Yeah. But well, where mm-hmm. it's looking, Nathaniel Hackett brought Billy Turner here. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but it's the whole it's the holes conversation, right? Yeah, yep, it's true. It's one of those weird things, though, where... Like, it's easy to say, well, they've had the same thing happen for seven years. They just try to plug it with some... At some point, they have to just get somebody good and, and fix the problem, right? They don't have to. Henry. Exactly. Just like inside <laughs> linebacker, you say, well, now feels like it's the time to do it. Maybe that's just the strategy. They haven't drafted a single tackle since Garrett Bowles. Mind-blowing. Yeah. With how many issues they've had. Not in any round. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's wild. Yeah. It's really wild. Um, wow. And someone tweeted this out, like a national person, and I can't even disagree with it. They said, at this point, whatever, wherever the Broncos pick, they can literally just pick best offensive player on the board at any position. Wow. Yes. Potentially. There is no player on the offense save for Javante Williams. And even he is still, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. still a question mark with him that you can't say that that position needs to be upgraded. Yeah. No, yep. I, w- I was looking at some draft boards and uh, – Man, if you get a nice tight end fall to you, could you imagine Dulcich and a great tight end? That may be the one that you actually stay away from the most yeah, because of the way totally. Greg's plan. Uh, I had a Seahawks fan in my DMs today just telling me how bad it was with Russ. I'm like, well, great. Thanks for this. Uh, and then he, he said, uh, I have some advice for you. Draft a quarterback as high as you can in the first round next year. And I'm like, man, it's probably not going to be that. You know, when's Arch uh, eligible. The next twenty six. Let's see. So no, his freshman so next, next year. Freshman. So he has three years after this. Yeah. So twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. Oh, so it is a twenty six. Perfectly when the Broncos yeah. can get away from it's Russ. It's possible. It's possible. I, I think the best case for drafting a quarterback in the first round is that it does like the Jordan Love thing, or just like pisses the real guy off, mm. and you're just like maybe it, maybe it lights a fire under Russ that you do that. Oh, okay. it'd be a little bit toxic, but. Toxic. Toxic. toxic would be a step forward at this point. <laughs> That's worth true. a try. That's toxic is worth a try. Aaron Rodgers has won MVP every year since they drafted Jordan Love. Is yep. that true? Yeah. Yep. Not looking good this, this year, although last night yeah. he did. Yeah, it, it is. Um, now, you would have to do that with a new general manager. You, you wouldn't do that with George Payton. But a new no. general manager could come in and say, yeah, that contract isn't mine. All right, let's get to the conversation that we put in the headline. <laughs> what does Nathaniel Hackett have to do, or is there anything he can do to keep his job? And I think the answer to is there anything is obviously yes. Correct. Um, you can't say no because that would mean if the Broncos went undefeated yeah. from here on out they and could won win the, the Super Bowl, Bowl technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like then you'd still be fine. So you can't say there's nothing he can do. Yep. Um, I would say that in terms of what we've seen, I can't envision a path to the Broncos playing the type of football they would have to play for Nathaniel Hackett to keep his job. Because now I think style points matter yep. for him. Um, if the Broncos win several games, 13 to 10, I think he's still getting fired. Because they're just going to say, like, okay, well, we, we aren't Super Bowl caliber until we have a real offense. 
we can't change the quarterback, so we have to change the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Ryan, I think wins <clears throat> to to a degree buy him time through the rest of this season, yep. regardless of how it looks. So 13-10, he's not getting fired next yes, week. Yes. They win 14-13 the following week. That's the Panthers. He's not getting fired. Yep. But if it is winning like that, then it does not look good for him after this season. And, of course, unless the Broncos get to, like, 10 wins. But realistically, it comes down to Russell Wilson, number one, in which we talked about yesterday, and then number two, how the offense then looks with yep. Russell Wilson. Like I said, I ran through the stats of Russ. You, you want to get Russ to be an average quarterback by the end of the season. So that means he's probably playing, well, I guess from right now till the end of the season, if Russ is ranked 15 to 12 in pretty much every category, that's a huge improvement for Nathaniel Hackett. That'll do wonders, and then the points per game will reflect that. And I think if from now until the end of the season, the Broncos offense is average, so 22 points per game, Nathaniel Hackett has a chance. And with the way the defense is playing, mm-hmm. The wins will probably follow. And like we said in the roundtable, uh, you guys said seven wins. Yeah. Uh, I said eight. They'll probably get to that point. And, the, and then you're saying, okay, it was a bottom, uh, b- terrible offense to start. But then they, they mm-hmm. jumped to be average. That's a huge jump in the final half of the season. Saying that, though, that's eight more points per game. That's tough. Mm-hmm. And let me just add this. And I know everyone, not everyone, several people in the comments have been wanting us to talk about this. And it's the offensive line. And it's only getting worse yep. for that group. Yep. So yeah. I don't see the path to the offense getting better when you have a third string at left, a third string at center, and a third string at right. That's, that's not even a real NFL offensive line. No. Uh, so I don't see how they can score 22 points a game behind those guys because they can't pass the ball right now. And they're not going to be able to run the ball with those guys, especially. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's why it, you, you got to get Russ playing the way that Russ has succeeded the last few years. And so yesterday, we probably saw Russ run around more in the pocket, uh, I, I should say behind the line of scrimmage, than we have all season. But it was the wrong type of running. It was like he was just so freaked out. He was yeah. seeing ghosts out there. Uh, at one point, he like thought he was going to get sacked, just slammed his head down into the back of an offensive lineman. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm actually not getting sacked. And then he runs it. He, <clears throat> yep. it, it, it. That's the wrong type of running. But you need to get him playing his game. I said before, like, I'm only through h- half of the second quarter. There have already been two plays where it's like, oh, there's a blitzer, and it looks like he's going to get there. But then, like, Chase Edmonds just picked one up. There's another one where it's like, I think Reisner kind of got beat off the snap but recovered. Both of them, like one, he turns around and tries to run the other way and steps back up and gets sacked by two guys. There's another one where he just takes a couple steps and throws it away. He's just jumpy. There's, yeah. there's another one where he just fires a ball to Cortland Sutton who's standing on the line of scrimmage on a second and 12 and sets up a third and 10 when there's plenty of time. There's just so many things going wrong. There's, there's another one. We talked about the offensive line struggling, but there's also, and it was like the third drive of the game, where they, the, the Titans send just a wave of guys off the line of scrimmage on a third down, and one just comes free? Well, that's because nobody blocked him. There's a double team on the left side of the line where there was no chance there could be a blitzer because there were three DBs covering three receivers. You know exactly who is coming, who's going, but they still don't figure that stuff out. So and the, the lack of protection, Russ not knowing how to fix it, Russ just panicking every play, it's, it's just ugly. It kind of goes to why I said they need a veteran center. Yeah. Um, And you need a better offensive line coach, just bar none. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know like what Mike Munchak is doing if he wants to come back. Um, But you need a massive improvement there. And I really do think you need a veteran center who can help set things up. Because Russ, 
I mean, maybe we just took that for granted. I just expected 10-year NFL yes, vet who's yes, been to yes. Super Bowls could set protection. <clears throat> I was going to say that's maybe, what, I mean, not the most disappointing thing. One of the most disappointing things is that that's exactly what you thought you were getting with him. Yep. And he just doesn't do it. No. Like, mm-hmm. you go back and watch these games, you never see him go up to the line, point out the mic, you know, set the protection, make sure they're sliding the right way. Kind of just maddens it just goes out there and presses a and starts to play and <laughs> yeah. hopes that his first read is there he's zach yeah. maddens it i don't know if he, you maddens <laughs> yeah i was it. gonna say i you know identifying the mic i don't know audibly, I, I, hot routing I, yeah. I uh one game win streak right now let's go um mm-hmm. so i i answered i think he needs to be 22 points per game the rest of the way uh and get rust to an average what do you guys think what's he have to do I think you have to have multiple games over 24 points. Over. Whoa. 20 is it 24 is it good enough? That's tough. Um, you got to beat the Chiefs in one of those two games. Um, because at least that's like, you know, we talk about it with college, like a signature win. Yep. Um, Russell Wilson has to look like a real quarterback. Um, and that means like 60% completions. Um, you know, <laughs> that's uh, the floor. Uh, um, like over 240 yards uh, in multiple games, like at least one game that's like three touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah. you know, just things that normal quarterbacks do. Yeah. Um, and you have to win more than you lose. Yeah, okay, fair. And there's, what, eight games left? Yep. yep. So five and three down the stretch. Uh, and that would get the Broncos to exactly eight wins. And really mm-hmm. quick, in the last four games... Russell Wilson's touchdown to interception ratio, three touchdowns in the last four games, four interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them is just that prayer on the last play, although can't even excuse that one because Cortland Sutton's wide open and right. he airmails in by like 20 feet. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep. I mean, to me, I said last week, I think seven wins is enough to stay. And I mean, I thought that that would be kind of like the 50-50 point, but they decide to keep him. Um, now, though, I mean... I think if you win more and you lose the rest of the way, maybe that's where it's 50-50. That's where your eight and nine and, and style points kind of matter. Um, you know, you have to have, like you said, a couple uh, couple games over 24 points. If you, if you go six and two, then he's definitely back. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd say 50-50 depending on the style points if he wins eight games. And again, that's, that's a serious uphill battle. Someone in the comments said they were telling us, McDaniel or O'Connell, no, that was us. We were saying that. <laughs> yeah. I said yeah. McDaniel. You said O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. Anyways, <laughs> it's uphill battle. I think is putting it extremely lightly. Yep. It's it's it'll almost be like a statistical anomaly if he does enough to keep his job. Yep. Yeah, and and you know we we look at Josh McDaniels and say, well, it's just only a matter of if not win, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. yeah, no, win, not, not if. if yeah. Yeah. And, and that's probably what the Raiders are saying as well. It's it's so bad out there in Denver that it's only a matter of when, not if. Yeah, I'm, and that and that's exactly how I feel. I th- I think it's it's coming down it's coming down the pike. I think I think the Broncos are just wasting time by not making mm-hmm. some sort of move. It kind of makes it kind of looks silly to me. Um, that you currently have the worst offense in your team's history in 2022, and you haven't done anything to change it. And we're now nine week, mm-hmm. ten weeks into the season. Uh, it's about self-preservation, and if George Payton makes that call, he is admitting and not giving himself any shot of kind of redeeming 
one of the two biggest moves that he made in Nathaniel Hackett. So that that would be, I mean, he he's kind of sucking life out of himself if he does it soon. Now, also, it doesn't have to do anything for us to know what it looks like. Yeah, but it there's a bunch of self-preservation in the NFL. Fair enough. It's mm-hmm. not working. Might think it's working, but it's not working. <laughs> uh, that's it only keeps looking worse. Yep. But do you really think anything would get better if they fired Hackett? Um, See, that's the thing. Th- I think that is, I mean, look at Jeff Saturday and the Colts put up 25 points this week to beat the Raiders. Do you guys see how fast Matt Ryan was running? He was hauling. That was actually, I'm not a (laughs) Matt Ryan fan. I think he's overrated. But that I was like, damn, Matt, that's the coolest thing you've ever done in my mind. (laughs) What's crazy is that Matt, like the Colts weren't actually that bad when they benched Matt Ryan. No, no. And (laughs) they benched him for what I said was the worst quarterback I've ever seen play by choice in the NFL. So you're not surprised that when Jeff Saturday came in, he benched Yeah, that I didn't even really think of it because they just like made that announcement for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then Jeff Saturday came in and was like, you idiots. Well, what and then he came in in his opening press conference and said, yep, Sam's going to remain the starter, which I love the gamesmanship. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, anyways, there is something to be said for you just fire someone and it makes a difference. Um, the, the, th- the coaching head or the, the fired head coach boost. Yes. It, it's real. Yeah. I mean, even the game. Panthers won theirs. For a game. Won, yeah. <laughs> won, won a game. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. The, the thing is, it's not like the players hate Nathaniel Hackett. I really don't think they do. I think they might roll no. their eyes at some of the decisions and things Certainly. he does now. And we talked about this when Nathaniel Hackett first got here. We said, hey, we think it's going to go right. But if it goes wrong, his personality is a weird one for a bad team. <laughs> yeah, it is. And here we are. So I'm sure they roll their eyes at him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not like they wouldn't be like celebrating if he got fired. No, I, I agree. I, I think agree. they would be looking in the mirror like, "Damn, how did we screw this up so bad?" A hundred percent. I think that's that's exactly what it would be like. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be really, really difficult for him to do anything to to keep his job, and I don't think that firing him necessarily t- is going to fix things miraculously mm-hmm. um, this year. But at least it shows the organization is saying, like, okay, we have to do something right. because this is embarrassing and it's a bad look for everyone. Well, and we're going to have the conversation about, you know, could this be Josh McDaniels or Nathaniel Hackett's last game coming up this week? And uh, ownership may step in front of George Payton and say, we can't do this because of the number of no-shows that we could see at this game. Man. <laughs> Against the Raiders, too. Yep. And yeah, it's crazy. The Raiders are so bad, but I don't like I I don't look at them the same way I looked at like the Colts when they played. Right. You know, I was like, wow, this team is just so beatable. But something about like Derek Carr is competent. Josh Jacobs. Don't clip this. Owns the Broncos. (laughs) Um, Clip it. um, You know, they still have Devontae Adams. Like it doesn't feel easy by any stretch of the mind. So there's a, a world where. There's 50,000 people in the seats, mm-hmm. and the Broncos lose to the Raiders, and Josh McDaniels give him 66% of his wins this season. Um, yep. And, you know, that could be enough. Yep, and totally. Josh McDaniels does exactly what he did after he beat the Patriots in Denver on the same field, in the same stadium, and just goes crazy just after the game, pumping. after a win. Yeah, so yep. that could happen. And 
You can get odds on a lot of this stuff over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you bet $5 on any NBA money line and that wins, you get $200 in your account in free bets on top of the winnings that you made from that. And there's so much to bet on right now. You have abs. You have nuggets. You have uh, World Cup coming up. You also have the Denver Broncos to bet on. And man, what a time to be following the Broncos in the NFL. Big game tonight, too. Uh, Another division game. You got the uh, Eagles hosting the Washington football team. Eagles, Commanders. Uh, oh, yes. The Commanders. Eagles 11-point <laughs> favorite. Who do you Go guys like? Go Birds. Um, <sighs> I mean, yeah, I'm going Birds. Oh, wow. Why not? Okay. Smart. Yeah. You're playing it smart. I uh, mean, they're spicy. obviously going to win the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah the spread yeah. is just... Knock yeah. on wood. No, they'll win. They're, Heineke they're spicy. Win. Heineke, Heineke is, is spicy. spicy. <laughs> yes, he certainly is. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, so head to the app store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. That's promo code DNVR. Make sure to see show notes for details. And guys, speaking of DraftKings, let's get into our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week because, once again, I think DraftKings is handing out, I don't want to say free money because the last time I said that, uh, there was uh, I was so off on the Jets-Broncos over under like five years ago. Yeah. Uh, but it's as close to that as possible. They set the over under this week on the Broncos-Raiders. 41 and a half. Now, the Broncos have only hit the over <laughs> once, and it did come against the Raiders. Yeah. But this Broncos defense is, they know, now also know how Broncos to shut. the Broncos didn't hit the over, the Raiders hit the over. Exactly. The Broncos <laughs> know how to shut down a running back now. We saw it yesterday. They should, they should use a similar strategy for Josh Jacobs, because like you said, Ryan, he owns him. But take the under- I thought we were going to see signs of hope from the offense after the Jags game. I thought we were going to see it yesterday. Now that we didn't, I have no hope for the Broncos offense. Uh, and I think that the Broncos defense does well enough. 41 and a half? The Broncos games, you know what the Broncos are averaging right now in their games? This is insane. Like, not just the Broncos, but 30 like, points. Uh, 28 and a half. Oh, my God. 28 and a half. So you're getting almost <laughs> two touchdowns on top of that. Give me the under. I thought they were averaging 14 and giving up 16. Um... Uh, Okay, you're right. Yeah, then it would be right about 30. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they, they've they never set an NFL over-under at 29 and a half, I don't think. I don't think so, no. <laughs> um, yeah. What's next, Henry? Um, give me the Broncos minus 140 on the money line. Are we doing DraftKings pick of the yeah, week? Yeah, absolutely. After? Yeah, okay. right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, minus 140 on the money line. Wow. It's uh, <laughs> you've got some confidence. The Raiders are terrible. Like the Broncos just make a bunch of dumb mistakes, which also like it bounces out to being bad, but not quite Raiders bad. That defense is awful. Like you wonder why that line is set so high because the Raiders can't stop anybody. Like the Buffs True. would score. Like if they, if they played a, oh a sixty gosh. minute game, the no. Buffs Buffs might find a way to get a field goal in there. False. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like that. Uh, they just don't even have legitimate players anymore like they invested in chandler jones and got nothing yeah like it's they cut jonathan abrams they cut yes yes they have nothing um give me the broncos to figure this out josh mcdaniels i don't know now i start to think does josh mcdaniels get revenge no he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't it's just like the colts he goes on this back-to-back josh mcdaniels anti-revenge tour and then he's done so there we go minus 140 all right um so it's not up right now, so I can't give you the value. The next time the Nuggets play, take the over on Nikola Jokic assists mm. and take the over on MPJ <laughs> threes. That yep. is my pick two of the week. Two for two last night, right? Yep. And it's just Jokic just having so much fun passing the ball right now that he like if the Bulls were 
just like respectable enough to mm-hmm. keep it a game last night. He was going to get 20 assists. Yep. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do that. And also, MPJ was going to maybe score 40. So those two are uh, are both you know doing what they do really at a really high rate right now. So just, I'll give you a double pick of the week. There we go. I, wow. I love it right there. Um, what else do we have? Uh, sports fan. If you're coming out nice. to the tailgate on Saturday, make sure you stop in there. They've got a bunch of cool stuff. It's all stuff that you can't find from the team store. You can't find online, which is why it's worth swinging in. They've got four different locations. There's two on the 16th Street Mall, one down at the Park Meadows Mall in Highlands Ranch, and then there's one at the tailgate on Federal just outside the Broncos Stadium. Like I said, it's all stuff you can't find other other places. Um, <laughs> I just remembered the uh, Kobe Bryant Rockies jersey. They've got all sorts <laughs> of different stuff. That's not a real thing that they had. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of is. No, it was a Chris Bryant. Oh, no, you got the 24. 23. 23. But Kobe was 24. I know. Right, so wow, that makes even, it even worse. Yeah, yeah, that so, makes yeah. it even worse. Um, yeah, great stuff. Definitely swing in there. Local business. We love supporting those. It has Broncos gear. There you go. It does. Speak, speaking of 23, man, Christian McCaffrey, somehow getting 23 is like the perfect number for him. Yes. It, it, does, it, it didn't look right at first. Now it actually does look right. Um, all right. I got to bounce, guys. Mm, okay. I had a heart out here, so I'm going to let you guys handle the comments. Shout out to everyone who tuned in with us today and yesterday. Appreciate you guys. There we go. Thank you, Ryan and Henry. Let's hop into the comment section. We got a super chat, but let's just jump into the comment section first here. First one from Ozzy Punter says, hey, guys, this is getting rough. For the first time as a Broncos mm-hmm. fan, I switched over the Broncos game to watch Red Zone instead. I had just got up at 5 a.m. on a Monday morning in Sydney, and by halftime, my son and I agreed to switch over to Red Zone. This was a crappy game. Don't worry, Don't worry though. Uh, when something good happens, it will flash up on Red Zone. After 40 minutes and Don on me that they did not cross over once to the Broncos game in the second <laughs> half without watching the game, I knew it was happening. My question for today is, is there anything at all that happened in the preseason that you can now point to that you think was a warning sign of what has now transpired this season? Anything? Or is this just football? Anyway, I might watch Red Zone guys for a while. If the Broncos make the cut, I'm sure I'll be able to keep up. I mean, the big thing that stands out is that they didn't play the starters. Um, that's yep. one that, I don't know. We'll see what they do next year. We'll see if it's even the same staff. I don't know. It's football. Like, sometimes you just need to go play football. Sometimes you need to be tough. Sometimes you don't need to go inside because it's 35 degrees outside. Ooh. You got to tackle in practice. Like, it is football. This isn't a basketball team. You you, you got to right. kind of lean into the physicality. And I'm not sure that... A lack of physicality has really been the problem. Maybe with the offensive line not getting any push, you could point to that. Maybe the lack of any sort of running game could point to that. But just, I mean, if, the way that you come out of a losing streak like this is being gritty and physical and just bullying over guys, just saying you're not going to lose, and they don't seem to have that in them, at least offensively. Yeah, and to, to me, Henry, it plays off of that. It's when... Uh, Pretty much every former player in the Denver media mm-hmm. or the national media questioned what Nathaniel Hackett was doing with the way he ha- handled training camp by yep. taking it so easy, yep. not playing guys in the preseason. That's when I thought, huh, I see Nathaniel Hackett's reasoning, yep. but if all of these former players are saying, what the mm-hmm. heck is he doing? It did make me question it, but I, I wanted to give Nathaniel Hackett the benefit totally. of the doubt because at that point, I was on his side of, hey, go into the season 100% healthy, but mm-hmm. now we see that even if you do that, it doesn't matter. You're no. going to get Justin Simmons hurt, not you're going to get Justin Simmons, but yeah. Yeah, a star player is going to get hurt just week one. Another one's going to go down week two, week three. Uh, but clearly, it wasn't just the way he handled preseason and training camp. Let's no. say the Broncos play in preseason and training camp. 
the Broncos may have one more win. It's I don't know, but it's not like they're a six and three team instead yep. of a three and six team. Yeah, who knows? Next one from Orange is the New Sack says this season has been nothing short of shocking. A lot of firsts, but some of the firsts for me have been how little emotion I've been feeling for these games. When Russell's pass got picked off on the final fourth down, I just said, eh. Oh, well, and watch the Bills game. If this was three years ago, I would have lost my mind. I just feel numb watching these games in this offense. I'm still a Broncos fan and always cheer for the team, but it's very difficult to watch these games. I hope Russ figures this game out and finds himself again soon for my sanity's sake. Yeah. I mean, I remember, must have been two years ago, the Buffs soccer team had a game. It was on Sunday. I think maybe there was that. I don't think it was the Florida State game. I think it was a Stanford game. So Stanford's like number one in the country always. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up there, watch a soccer game. I missed the, it was a Chargers game that I missed. And it was one of those where it's just like the same thing that happened for five years. Yep. I think that was the first Bronco game I missed since I was like five or something. And yeah. I, I listened to it on the radio for a couple minutes. And I was like, no, this is fine. Yeah, I don't need it. Actually, really I, much I, I get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get it. And the, the, I, I told you guys right after the Chargers game, man, that one was a, a kick in the nuts yeah. they, this year on Monday night because to me, I thought that was the the game that if the Broncos lost, the season was over. You guys yep. kind of had one more game out, but yep. the past few games when they've lost, it's just been like, yeah, okay, kind of here it is. what we expected. Yep, here it is. They find a new crazy way, terrible, gut-wrenching way to lose. The only yep. issue is it's not gut-wrenching anymore. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people on Twitter mm-hmm. saying apathy has been thrown around uh, the yeah. past 12 hours, and that's a bummer. It, but it's, but it's just what bummer. happens when you're at this point. Yeah. Like, how can you not be apathetic when the games don't matter? Right. Like, Especially and that's the point you, you're you at. you had hope. Yes. And then it was ripped away. Yep. You had hope up until this week, but now it's, I mean, you've got another almost two months of just watching them play for almost no reason. Man. Except, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett trying to save his job. I guess yeah, that's... Yeah, there's, he's cer- got a there's certainly storylines. There's stuff like that. Broncos only says, man, I'm embarrassed to be a Broncos fan. Back in August, a friend of mine suffered a family tragedy. To give him something to look forward to, I invited him and his sons to the Broncos game on November 20th against mm-hmm. the Raiders, and now look at what a pathetic shambles we are. Yep. Well, that's, I mean, that's such a bummer, but Broncos only, I, it's going to a game, especially if you don't get to go to them, is still going oh, to yeah. be a very cool experience. Especially that one. And, and yeah, and like I said, like this is probably the second best remaining home mm-hmm. game left to go to, so I hope you guys have fun, and, and that's very nice that, that you're yeah. doing that for your friend. I saw somebody before saying, boycott the games. That's not doing anything. That's not doing anything at all. Ooh, I don't know. It's Henry, not doing anything. there's... 15, 20,000 no-shows, that may be enough just to fire hack it before the game starts. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a little exaggerating a little there, but if they lose in whatever fashion mm-hmm. and there's 20,000 no-shows, I don't know how the ownership keeps I just, him around. I just don't see a world in which anything really changes when, like, you don't... It, January 15th, whatever, I think you're in the same place whether the fans boycott the games or not, with the only difference being whether the fan base gets labeled as fair weather and not really caring if the team is bad. Man, and we're just going to have to di- agree to disagree really? on that um, because I think firing hack, it would fire up the fan base a little bit so it Maybe. wouldn't be so embarrassing. Um, and and <laughs> Carl in the comments yeah, section exactly. says, do not show up to the game. Like it's <laughs> like the Rockies, I get it. Like the Rockies boycott because that they're not trying to win. Like there's just no reason to think that the Broncos aren't doing what's best for the team or doing their best to. You know, they're still going to fire anybody who needs to be fired. Go high the same. Like it doesn't really, I don't, 
Like the message it sends is that people are upset, and I'm pretty sure they've gotten that message. <laughs> well, like I think good. that one's been loud and clear. That's a th- so I think the difference is if you're boycotting the Rockies, you're doing it in protest of the ownership. Yeah. If you're boycotting the Broncos, you're trying to show the ownership how frustrated you are. Mm-hmm. But it is a good I think point. They know. I, yeah, they 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 probably do know. Yeah. Um, but this one would be a very visual way of doing it. Yeah. I again, it's like the it's like a fan base putting paper bags over their head. It's more embarrassing for the fans than anybody if you don't show up. It, that that is true, especially think, yeah. especially against the Raiders, where then totally. Raiders fans are watching it and they're saying, "Well, oh, you guys yeah. have fair weather fans. You don't have fans yeah. that show up. You don't oh, have fans yeah, that care." Exactly. The Broncos Raiders being like a great rivalry. No, it's not. The fans right. don't even show up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you okay? They, there there's your point. Yes, is making the fan base look really bad compared yep. to the rest of everyone. Exactly. We have a we have a visitor. Wow, oh boy. look, who, you, you, you leave the pod for five minutes and you just can't stay away. Welcome back, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening on my way out and I was like, this is terrible without me. I wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I thought I had a haircut and it must have just gotten moved. Oh, wow. Where without was your, your haircut? Like right down the street. So you went down the street and back? <laughs> but yeah, I did. How was it? Um, it was terrible because I got there and it was like I looked at my thing and it said it was Tuesday, but I specifically scheduled it Monday because we're going up to Boulder to do an interview with Mike Sanford. Oh so I was like, no, I'm out of breath. It's like wanna, yeah, I want to get a haircut look. before that. Yeah. So sometimes like my barber will just like if he has something going on or uh-huh. whatever can't make it and he'll just like cancel it and it'll automatically rebook you. Oh. But I think I just didn't see That's the email. That's terrible. Mm, so when's it rebooked to? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Same okay. time. Huh. Okay, there we go. <laughs> well, welcome back. Happy yeah. to have you. Great to be back. Uh, next comment coming in from PS2 says, Hackett has to go. His play design seems like it only has deep balls and one check down 95% of the time. I'm not sure he realizes he can use slants and short routes for receivers. No mm-hmm. one on this coaching staff seems to make in-game adjustments. This was Evero's worst game call of a defense so far. He started the game blitzing a lot, but Tannehill adjusted to the blitz. After that, every time we blitz, they got a first down. With Josh McDaniels and Hackett on the hot seat, there's a good chance they could get fired tomorrow. That didn't happen. I know it's very unlikely, but it would be cool to be the first game where both coaches are interim head coaches. Probably wouldn't be the first. Oh, man. Gotta be close to it. Where both teams have interim. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, last time the Broncos faced an interim head coach was against the Raiders last year and was embarrassing. Yep, they got smoked. They did. Rich Basaccia. Mm-hmm. Briz Baby says, hey, guys, damn, I've never seen the comments so depressing. But honestly, I can't blame my fellow listeners for feeling this way. I think I've finally reached it. Full-blown apathy. I go into Broncos games with no expectations and feel indifferent when we lose. My question is how much is Hackett to blame for our offensive line shambles? It was pretty clear that terrible offensive line play was the most to blame for such a terrible performance on offense. But what more can Hackett do with third stringers? Well, the only thing I can say now is praise to the football gods you have put DNVR in my life. You you guys are such an amazing source of positivity in these dark, dark, dark days. And honestly, the only thing I look forward to now is a Broncos fan. Thank you for keeping our spirits high when the Broncos can't. Cheers for everything you do, Briz Baby. That means a ton, Briz Baby. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Again, how? of course you're apathetic. The games don't matter. Like, how could you not be apathetic at this point? Because yeah. they literally do not mean anything. Yep. It actually is a, uh, a great um, endorsement for relegation because, you yeah. know, I, like I said, I just, you know, got into leads and <laughs> every game is so important for them. Yeah. Like, 
It doesn't matter every yeah, match, I yeah, should say. Yeah. Yes, um, so like when they lost the other day, I was devastated. And then, you know, in the Broncos lost, I, I didn't feel nearly as much. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, man, could you imagine it'd be like the Raiders, Broncos and Texans fighting for relegation in the AFC right now? Oh, God, <laughs> it would be so bad. It could never happen just because of the way that these yeah. teams are structured and all the money that goes into them Definitely. and all this stuff. But you'd have like 32 teams in the second league. They would all suck like no quarterbacks yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The dr- yeah. It wouldn't work in the NFL. It is cool over there, though. It is. It cool. is. It's, it is a like, really NBA cool maybe could work. But I still don't think I so. I don't think so. Just with like all the TV contracts. Yeah. There's so much money involved that they everyone mm-hmm. would push back on it. Maybe, other maybe than baseball. Because there is like because they at least have like the money thing like right. British soccer mm-hmm. where there's just so much imbalance. Man, that would probably just kill the lower teams though. Yeah, but maybe they'd be getting what they deserve. They keep oh, the Rockets wow. like the AAA teams all of a sudden like. The re- they aren't relegated, or they would be like a lower league. Like you could kind of move between the leagues. The whole farm system would have to change, mm, but right, right, right. The it's farm not like that's would be incorporated. Exactly, into it. it just wouldn't be inter. Farm system sucks right now. It's not fun anyway. That's By the true. way, um, to all the people who say like you guys are the only thing who keep me going when mm-hmm. this, these times get dark, that it, it's if it weren't for people like you, we wouldn't be here because. True. You know, the True. people would have just tuned out of the Broncos like four years ago. Yep. And, you know, we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't even have a podcast. I mean, very we probably would. But um, so thank you guys. You guys actually make this what it, great for us. And, and we've said it for way too many years in a row now. But when the Broncos are actually good, oh, I can't imagine how much fun we're going to have because we have fun even when they're bad. How did mm-hmm. we think they were going to be good this year and they got worse? I don't know. I still can't wrap yeah. my mind around it. Like, I was thinking about this. The person who hated Russell Wilson the most in the Seahawks organization could not have predicted this. I agree. There's no way anyone said, oh, yeah, the Broncos are going to have the worst mm-hmm. offense in the NFL with Russell Wilson next year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> yeah. we thought was wrong. Remember, we were saying that the Broncos have better weapons than the Seahawks. Yep. Like, unanimously. Yep. We thought it was yep. silly that yep. somebody would say something else. And now you look, and it's like, they aren't close. Well, DK Metcalf would be the best receiver by a mile. Tyler Lockett would be the best receiver by a mile. Like, Rashad Penny is behind Javante, but again, like maybe discounted him. They have Kenneth Walker there too. Yeah. I mean, it things started to unravel on that front when Tim went down. True. But none of the people that we expected to elevate their games did. I've got just a yeah. side note, good news. Do, wait, do you guys think Josh McDaniel staying the Raiders head coach is good news or bad news for the Broncos? It doesn't matter. Good I mean, news. Good news. You don't want to get yeah. the new coach game. Okay, well, then here you go. Uh, Mark Davis on Josh McDaniels. I think he's doing a fantastic job. Oh, <laughs> That's the best news. <laughs> yeah, that guy right. doesn't know what he's talking about. Yep, yep, yep. All right, I believe the next one is Mile High Till I Die. Yep. Guys, I'm really sick of people talking about Sean Payton coming to Denver. I'm in no, in- no way interested in a head coach who's involved in the Saints headhunting scandal. Yeah. Why does no one ever bring this up? I know it's been a long time, but that kind of behavior is calculated and shows such a lack of integrity. I don't care uh, that he wasn't in charge of the bounty program. He knew about it and covered it up. Uh, it would be a shame on this organization to hire a man with such low moral compass to lead his team, much less trade a first-round draft pick for him. Yeah, uh, uh, No. Uh, no, like, I, I, I totally see where he's coming from. Yep. Um, because- I guess what I was trying to get at is every... Football coach has these types of skeletons. Um, some are worse than others, but what mm-hmm. it, I mean, what it boils down to is, did he win? Yes. Then those things get overlooked, and that's kind of just like with 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 any player. If they've done something bad mm-hmm. in the past, if they're good, 
Uh, yeah. You're going to overlook that. No, I'm yeah. not saying that's right, but I'm just saying mile high till I die. Um, I think you bring up a really good point, but that's why. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick has cheated several times. Would you want him? Yeah. Of course yeah. you would. Yeah. But again, it's like a little bit different because he wasn't like, there was Hurting no like people. intent to injure. Right. Like cheat. Yeah. I would guess if this was happening in one place, it was happening in a lot of places. True. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. But like, that is the difference. Again, like that's the kind of thing where it's like trade for cream hunt. Eh, there's other good running backs. Just don't touch that. But when it comes to Sean Payton, eh, I'm 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 ready to be over it. I think. I yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a shitty thing for sure. Yeah. Um. But I, th- I think it's a good point that no one talks about it. Yeah. I just think that like if you if you ever want to like be on a moral high horse, football, you don't want to look into the too deep into football that's a good point <laughs> yep, true. Yep. ale 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 says hackett talks on and on and on and on about accountability then stands there and defends the status quo like we're freaking idiots and maybe we are for getting mm-hmm. our hopes up again for this absolute mess that all the nepotism coaching hires are clueless the players are all made of paper mache and the quarterback is a 245 million dollar drew lock clone the ownership cares Not more either. about what they're going to build with their new stadium that the people of denver will surely pay for it and we are stuck looking for silver linings i'm tired of looking for silver linings the building is on fire i don't care that the rugs look nice because the building is on fire surely my sundays can be better spent elsewhere like my thing is like yeah i i don't mind him saying we're trying to hold guys accountable and stuff but my thought is that they don't know how to fix it i don't think there's any way to fix it like that that offense has been so bad like maybe there's a path to scoring 17 a game instead of 14 but like, there's no way that they're turning this into a good offense. I don't think they have the pieces. I think installing everything they need to install to turn things around would, like, I don't know. It, there's no you fixing only, it with the injuries. Exactly. Like, they're they're just kind of screwed. So I, I don't. At this point, I'm not looking at Hackett and saying, "Wow, you really screwed up this week." No, you screwed up months ago, and this is just kind of the the same effects playing out. I think there was a very interesting tweet put out by the Broncos yesterday. They quote tweeted Nathaniel Hacker's, Hackett's press conference once and put out one quote. And it was about Nathaniel Hackett saying, like, everyone needs to be held accountable. The players, coaches, myself, I need to hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. I think that is very intentional uh, that not only he said it, but that it was tweeted out by the Broncos. Mm -hmm. And I think that could be the start uh, of the end. Yeah. Yeah. The Whiskey Cat says, hey, fam, I haven't been able to watch the Broncos for the last two games due to important family and friend events at the same time. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think my emotional energy is so much better after not watching. The losses this season uh, hit so much worse. I don't think I'll watch any of the rest of the games this season. I can get all the info uh, on the games that I want right here. I'm still a fan through and through, but I really don't like submitting to the weekly world of suck for the sixth year in a row. Thank you for always being here, DNVR crew. Even though the Broncos suck, y'all are elite day in and day out. Yep. Like, I get, like I've said a couple times, like, the games don't really matter. Like, I'm, I guess I have to watch, but I'd still watch just because, you know, Greg Dulcich is fun. Like, I enjoy watching Greg Dulcich, and when he does things, it's like, it, it, it's a minor win compared to what could be on the line at this point. But Nick Benito, when he made a couple plays in that game, you're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. So I do think if you're not watching, you miss out on some of that sort of stuff. Again, the games don't matter. I can't blame anybody for saying it's not. Two games out of the playoffs. Incredible. Is that true? Yes, it is. Because <laughs> wow. the Chargers lost. Uh, <laughs> wow. it's, it's wild. And you have two winnable games coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Just insane. I mean, I say that tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, but... But you said it. You said it with the laugh, so we could tell that uh, it was yes, tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
It is true that when you don't watch, it never feels as bad. No, 100%. It's mm-hmm. just another number instead of three hours of your day with emotional investment. But I enjoy doing that no matter what. Like, there will never you be... enjoy a, pain. There will never be a time where I don't watch a Bucks game on Saturday. Yeah. I yeah. was watching it at 3 a.m. in London mm-hmm. when they were down mm-hmm. by like 30. Yep. Actually, no, that was the ASU game at 3 a.m. and they were actually in that one. <laughs> but I was watching it on the way back from the Leeds game. Like, they're just getting smoked by Oregon. I watched every single play. Yep. It's just like, I don't know. That's, I'm just, that's what I do. Right. Saturdays, I watch the Buffs. Sundays, I watch the Broncos. It'll be that way for the rest of my life. Yep. And really appreciate the, the kind words, Whiskey Cat. That means a ton. Vivid Swing <laughs> says, hey, guys. First of all, thank you for your incredible coverage and the tailgate in London. It was a blast and a pleasure yes. to meet RK. Although bummed I didn't run into the rest of you guys over there. <laughs> Anyways, the bye week obviously didn't do any wonders for this offense. And Hackett still looks like he can, can't call a game. Is this the time to try and give Kubiak a shot at play calling? I know Outen is the offensive coordinator, but Clint at least has some experience calling calling plays you have to fire out in first there's and, no path i mean oh yeah i don't think you can make the, the quarterbacks no. coach the play caller without firing the offense. And, and are you sure you want kubiak to be the one calling plays and not out because it's sure he's done it before but also it was really bad yeah i mean like I, the, the colts hired a coach who's never been a coach and they figured it out so yeah. try whatever i don't care it's like look at what the vikings are doing this year you know, like, isn't that kind of a red flag? And, and if they do it, they do it. It makes sense to me why they'd make a change. But, like, are you sure you don't want Outen to do it just because he's never done it before? And who knows? Maybe it works out. I want me to do it. Okay. Well, we <laughs> who would be your second choice? Because I don't think that one's going to happen. Did you guys see the Colts had to go to their second choice and play caller? No. Jeff Saturday offered the job of play calling to the quarterback coach, and he turned it down because they didn't redo his deal. Wow. I thought he was... Yeah. He said, like, wait, do I have to start Sam Ellinger? Because if so, then no, I don't want that stinking. <laughs> probably would have been smart. So then they gave it to the guy under him, the assistant quarterback coach. He looked pretty good yesterday. Yeah. At least, you know, putting up 25 points. I, I don't know, actually. I didn't watch the game very much. Yeah. Um, there's no magic fix. And yep. it's. I've said it before. It's kind of weird. Like, Nathaniel Hackett gave himself security by putting together such a bad coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's true. Next one from Holden Jenkins says, Hey guys, what do you think the Broncos could do if Russ has another bad season next year? Are they just screwed for the foreseeable future? New member. Thanks for the coverage. Thank you so much, Holden. We got him. There's nothing. We got, we got him. him. Uh, there's nothing they could do. Mm-hmm. Not this year, not next year, and not the year after that. Unfortunately. I mean, I guess after next year, you could probably start to have the conversations about drafting a quarterback, but they don't yeah. have a first round pick next year. They, no, they do, do. but they a bad do. one. It's... But it would be the 2024 draft when you could really kind of start having mm-hmm. that conversation. Wait, next year they have a first-round pick? From the 49ers. No, this year they have a first-round pick from the 49ers. Yes. Coming up, yeah. And then yeah. the following year they have their own first-round yes. pick back. Okay, so if he says if he's bad next season, then after that you can probably start saying, okay, we have to go, we have to scrap it all and, yep. and go to the draft. Yep, yep, yep. And, then, and, it, yep. and at that point you are... I mean, you should be going full rebuild where you're trading your good defensive players for good draft capital. You're really truly tanking mm-hmm. at that point. And that's wouldn't be I mean, it would be a bad situation to be in. But in terms of like having to bring in a quarterback, like you have Russ there for a couple more years after that. You don't have to rush the rookie. You get to let him potentially like learn, sub in when when he's ready. 
I think it could be a good situation for a rookie. Although, I mean, not a good situation for the Broncos, obviously, because they'd be in cap hell and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. In terms of for a rookie, I think that'd be a, one of the better situations for a rookie. I think you got to figure out what's wrong with Russ and fix it. And I don't think yes. someone can just go from being great to completely and utterly unfixable overnight. That's fair, and I hope yeah. you're right. You probably should be right. I think you are right, but not a guarantee. Uh, Moogie94 says, Wild game that really solidified in my mind who the real culprits are. The offensive coaching staff, they are walking frauds. They're not preparing this team to succeed, still getting pre-snap penalties on mm-hmm. offense and still not adjusting the offense mid-game, etc. As Zach said, that one TD was a Wilson audible on the line. I wonder what awful play call Hackett had drawn up. It's almost like ignorance at this point. Hackett standing on his own grave and refusing to change a thing. One solution you all have to... Te- talk about for this season if Outen is fired and Hackett has taken off play calling duties and Clint Kubiak takes over as OC that's the only solution I see for this season and this season only before Hackett is fired in the offseason what do y'all think due to Wilson's previous success I guess I'm still refusing to believe that he's passed his best Mm -hmm. I think I mean with the staff the biggest thing I think you see is just like those young receivers not really knowing where to be like you watch like the Kurt Warner had that great breakdown where it's like, why did he take this release? Why was he leaning out this way instead of moving in this way? Like there's so many of those little things that like you can't expect KJ Hamler to know all those things if nobody tells him. Same thing with Jerry Judy. Like that's that's the biggest issue is that I feel like those receivers, the offensive linemen, they don't seem to know exactly where they're going. And again, that's Quinn Miners, who's hasn't played a whole lot. Dalton Reisner's still a young guy. Lloyd Cushenberry, very young player. And so I do think you're not seeing those guys be elevated. But on top of that, like this offseason, what I'd love to see him do is go like keep the same receivers, but then just go add one of those journeyman veterans, you know, uh like Brandon Ma- Cooks. Randall Cobb. Like, is there a little bit better Randall Cobb? Like Mohammed Sanu a couple years ago and he's just kind of getting passed around. One of those guys you can sub in and just say, Oh, if we need him, there's a guy who knows how to play receiver and we can just put him in. If he teaches something to other guys, that's great. But the combination of Coaches who aren't doing a great job coaching up players, young players need to be coached up. It's just not looking good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a decent point, and I, I, I don't hate the idea. Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be repairing this offensive line mm-hmm. and figuring out who's calling the plays. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. And I think there's no shot the Broncos go young offensive coach again. So you're probably going experienced coach. Let's say it's not Sean Payton. They don't want to go down that route. Yep. Is it Frank Reich? Who's his offensive coordinator? Is it Dan Quinn? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's where they wanted to go in the first place. And that's George Payton's defense of himself. Is he's like, well, I wanted to go Dan Quinn, but we didn't have the money to, you know, pay him more than what the Cowboys wanted to pay him. So mm-hmm. who's the offensive coordinator then? I think you, you have to nail that and you got to mm-hmm. figure out the offensive line. And that's a, two really big things. The offensive line is extra scary because – you might have to refill four spots. Yeah, which is wild. Yep. Very wild. The, the Chiefs did do it over uh, one offseason, though. They did. They mm-hmm. did. They did. And uh, the Broncos did get some some more uh, uh, resources to do that with the first-round pick for Chubb. Yep. Crazy. All right. Any uh, Super Chats that came in? Let's hit those. <laughs> All right. Uh, first one here from Kevin says first time super chatter but long time watcher yes. went to the game and i hated about 34 minutes of it <laughs> oh yep. is bad and russ is worse he ran into sacks three times that i've never seen into <laughs> spelled n2 <laughs> uh he, he did russ i mean the offensive line was bad 
But yep. Russ, I don't think, helped him at all. Yep. There's just so many issues with the offensive line. Like, he should be making them look better, and he doesn't. But there's also stuff <laughs> where, you know, Dalton Reisner. There's one play where he pulls around the end, and you've got, like, two tight ends over there, and then Dalton's going to, like, take this last guy on the edge and open things up. But the tight ends are kind of, like, letting this one guy slip through. And so Reisner bails and tries to clean him up. And so all of a sudden, there's two guys who can come around that edge because he didn't do his job. And it's like, it's kind of on those tight ends to just between the two of them, make sure that this one guy doesn't get through. And if he does, it's going to be an arm tackle that Melvin has to break. Like, just do your job and don't worry about, oh, look what I just saw and bail out because then all of a sudden the run's stuffed. And so you're seeing that sort of thing because things aren't going well on top of just things not going well in the first place. Yeah, it's something that I said all the way back in, I don't know, week three maybe. This team, or this organization from top to bottom, no mm-hmm. one trusts anyone. Yeah. <laughs> right. The owners yeah. don't trust George Payton. George Payton can't trust Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel yep. Hackett can't trust his players to make their plays. Dalton Reisner can't trust, uh, you know, yep. the the tight ends to make a block. Russell Wilson can't trust his wide receivers to catch the ball. Or wide receivers line. can't trust Russ to find him. It's just top to bottom. No one trusts yeah. anyone. They're all kind of out there freelancing because of it. It's yep. true. It's very true. And last super chat from Jelly says, bring on Frank Wright. Love you guys. Well, I'll tell you what, if there's any coach that's been around trying to uh, keep an older quarterback's career alive in the past four years, it's been Frank. He did a pretty uh, good job with Phillip Rivers. He did. Yeah, made the playoffs. Not with Carson yep. Wentz and not this year. Who knows how much was being put on him and forced on him. Um, I'm not sure, but I mean, he has experience. Doesn't necessarily mean it's good experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He also had a pretty big role in making Carson Wentz good in the first place. Right. In Philadelphia. And Nick Foles. Yep. 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 That is a thing that happened. So. Long time ago. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. It's true. I think he was part of one of the coaching searches that we covered. I believe it. um, And I wanted him then. Yeah. I, I'm like, now I've lost trust. I don't even, I, I mean, I guess I was right. Got to stick with my guns. I wanted Mike McDaniel. <laughs> trust my gut again. Yep. Yep. All right. Two more super chats here. Uh, Orange says, if we've, uh, okay. Uh, is Hackett back next season? What's your prediction? No. I'll yeah, say no. I don't think anyone can really say yes at this point. Okay. Uh, also, if we fire Hackett, will we pursue Sean as head coach? I think it's a possibility. I sure. think you pursue him. Yeah. Like, you go and you, you ask him, like, him. do you do you want to be our coach? Like, what's it going to take? And I think you almost definitely get shut down. It yeah. ends right there. Yep. Yep. Can't, he, he's going to be uh, doing the coaching search. You're not yes. going to be. Like, he's interviewing you. You're not you It's a, It's all like the Peyton Manning conversation that right. everybody has. Where it's like, oh, they should bring him into the front office. Or maybe he should be OC. It's like, well, right. if he wanted to take any job in the NFL, he could have that job. It's yes. about him wanting it. Yeah, um, I will say, you know, we talk about a first-round pick. Let's just say Sean Payton's like, the only team I want to go to is the Broncos. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't that give them all the negotiating power? They would. Well, no, because the Saints could just say, no, we're not getting, we're not going to trade you. But then they're getting getting nothing either way. Definitely. Yeah, but I mean. But I mean, that is some power. Yeah, it it is. I think you can get out of the first-round pick is what I'm saying. Maybe. We've just Probably. seen when coaches get traded in the past, it is for a first. Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, um, but if the Saints just say, no, we're not going to do it. Right. Then, sure. then what are the Broncos going to do? Yeah, so I like, guess it's oh, like a, exactly. it's a game of chicken. Who's yeah. exactly. going to first? Yep, yep. exactly. It would be fun. Fun to cover, at least. <laughs> it would be. Uh, a couple of months knowing away. George Payton, we'd hear nothing about it till it happens. Right. <laughs> that's true. Fair enough. All right. 
that is going to wrap it up with uh, for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. We're always back tomorrow. Yep. Uh, appreciate yep. you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you then.